Welcome to Life Church of Mobile's audio podcast. We hope that this teaching will challenge you in any season of life you may be in. Thanks for joining us and enjoy. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, that is this test this that, that just goes along with what God has laid on my heart to, to share with you for just a few moments today. You know, because God is birthing the season of already in our lives. I said the already season. Somebody say already. You know, it's, it's time for, and listen, here's the thing. It's time for a supernatural harvest. Uh, Carolyn and Harold, that word was perfectly right on time. I mean, it couldn't be any better. Orchestrated by Almighty God for this word today. That's a, that's a season where the toe of the reaper is on the heel of the planter. It's a day of accelerated breakthrough. Everybody say accelerated breakthrough. You know, I know some of you have dealt with some old disappointments in your life. Anybody in here ever been disappointed? Come on. Everybody's, everybody's hand. There have been some time in our lives when we've been disappointed. Well, I believe that during this season that those old disappointments are, give, are going to give way to restoration. To a season of restoration and fruitfulness. I want you to look at your neighbor right now and say, God's up to something. And it's good. That's all God does. I believe that God is just as you just heard. God is longing for opportunities to show us His extravagant love and His favor. He's looking for opportunities to demonstrate that in our lives. That's the kind of God He is. But He wants people who are in more than covenant with Him. He wants people who are in relationship with Him. He's a relationship God. He is a God of covenant, but He's a God of relationship. He loves us. And He wants to be in interactive relationship with us. Communing with us and communicating with us as we commune with Him. Sister Claire had a word for for us this morning about uh, getting to that place to where we set ourselves apart. And we hear from God and we allow Him to speak to us. That's the kind of God He is. I want you to make a confession with me though this morning as we are walking in, Brother Bobby, our already season. Here's the confession I want you to say after me. Say, this is the season season. when God God will exceed all I expect. expect. He will increase increase. all I invest. invest. He will cause me... To live life at the speed of grace and favor. Anybody taking that in this morning? Anybody receiving that this morning? Let's say it this way. God will accelerate time to accomplish His purpose in me and through me. And I'm telling you, it's being demonstrated right now in our midst, even with that awesome power. That's just perfect. Amos 9, 13, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him that soweth seed. I believe it is God's promise that the planted seed will become closer to the gathered harvest, that that's the season that we're in. Amos 9.13, it gives us a view of faith and expectation. As I've already said, where old disappointments are going to give way to new realities of expectation and fruitfulness. But the Amos 9.13 season, listen to this. 
is going to be accompanied by prophetic voices. Prophetic voices that are going to release a word whose message, watch this, instead of being of, of the church being intimidated by the forces of darkness, the forces of darkness are going to be intimidated by the release of the prophetic word. And, you know, we need to understand pro- prophetic word is more than just prophesying like a, the office of a prophet. A prophetic word can be releasing, Bobby, by faith those desired plans and will of Almighty God. It is speaking it. It is releasing it. It is declaring it. It is uh, allowing it to come forth and break into the realm of the atmosphere so that the enemy doesn't have his way. God has his way. And I'm telling you, coach, we're in that season. The spirit of prophecy, the prophetic word is being stirred and released. You can't come to a service out here that God isn't saying something and, and declaring. And I get chill bumps, man. It's awesome. But I am declaring this with Jehovah God, Andrew, on our side. We will lead nations, Missy, into the promised land of an unprecedented harvest. I'm telling you, the anointing of God is on this house. We're going to break new areas and new arenas in praise and worship. We're going to walk in places. We're going to walk in places that we have not walked before. We're going to see things that we have not seen before. We're going to explore the depths of God and the understanding of God's grace like we've never seen before. Somebody say amen. Uh, somebody say amen. Amen. Was that that heard this week or a, a men or a women? Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> but I want you to declare with me, I am, I am. And, we and we are entering our season, entering our season of already. Of already. Wow. God is bringing the already factor, I believe, and I'm releasing this prophetically into your life, into your family. Because the truth of the matter is that once the atmosphere, once we get in an atmosphere like we've been in this morning, and it begins to be charged with the presence of God, and we begin to worship God, and we begin to praise God, and we begin to give Him glory, that it is uh, going to release a supernatural place, listen, of God's favor, and where a, a place where, listen, where God's results and where results come even quicker than they ever have before. I mean, that's awesome. Go out of town to Texas, come back, and God blessed you with a new house. Sound like the already season to me, Harold and Carolyn. Wow. Boy, God is awesome. But you know, Ephesians 1.3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has already... I said the season of already has already blessed us. How many of you, I, I want you to declare with me this morning. I am, I am. We, are, we are already blessed. Already what do you need today? It's already provided. It's happened before and God is doing it again. Now I'm telling you, one, a, a part of the problem that we've got to deal with is our emotions Amen. and our feelings. Amen. And during this season, God wants to give us a word. Turn to Psalm 27. It's not in your... Printing notes and guys upstairs, y'all just going to have to stay with me because I'm going to have to try to shorten this thing today. Man, the clock is running and, and I don't want to keep people here, 
people here all day, but Psalm 27, you know, we're talking about that season of already. But look at verse 13. He says this, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He didn't say I would have lost heart unless I felt like I was going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Sometimes your feelings will lead you astray. That's why you got to believe. How many believers are in this house today? David said, I would have lost heart unless I had believed. That belief is a core value. It is the foundation to where you are, regardless of what is happening, regardless, what's this, regardless of how you feel, and I'm all for feelings, that really is not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is I am believing, I believe that I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Do you know why? Because God's goodness has already been released. In this season of already, God's goodness has already been released. Uh, Healing has already been released. Prosperity has already been released. Love has already been released. Deliverance has already been released. Watch this. Peace has already been released. We just have to partake. Oh, some of y'all didn't get that. I said I would have lost heart. Anybody ever feel like giving up? Come on. Some of y'all not honest. You've lived for God very long. There have been times when you have to deal with the feelings of wanting to give up. And David said, I would have given up. That's basically what he's saying here. I would have given up unless I had believed. Believed that I was going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I want you to say with me today, thank you, Jesus. I believe. Because watch, and I've heard people say this. Boy, if I just saw one miracle then I'd have faith. No, you wouldn't. Amen. Boy, it's quiet in here. If I just saw one miracle, then I'd have faith. You know why, you know why I can say that no, you wouldn't? Because the Bible says that's now how faith comes. Amen. Oh, it's quiet. Oh, it's quiet in this church. The Bible says faith comes by hearing And hearing comes by the word of God. It doesn't come by what I see. It doesn't come by what I feel. It comes by hearing. And then hearing comes by the word of God. When a rhema word, when a word from God penetrates my heart, then I can believe I am already in the goodness of God. I believe I'm already in the favor of God. Are y'all here this morning? The word builds faith in us. Watch this. Be, so that we can believe him for miracles. And I want to I impart this word to you right here. Don't hang out with vision assassins. Do you hear what I said? Don't hang out with vision assassins. And there are a lot of them around. There are a lot of people around who will tell you a thousand reasons why God can't bless you. They'll tell you a thousand reasons why it can't happen for you. You know, I guarantee you through the years, if you'd have listened to Vision Assassins, you wouldn't be walking in that new house paid for that you ain't even got to make payments on. 
There are people who will try to talk you out of the blessings of God, try to tell you to give up, try to make you believe that the report that came in the hospital when, when it looked like just not very long ago, not very many months ago, that you were going to die and not live. But you held on to the word of God. Your family gathered around you and the word that you sowed in them, it came to pass. A harvest came out of that word. The family gathered around this precious couple. They believed God. They stood in faith. But if they had listen to vision assassins, they wouldn't be living in that new house today. I'm telling you, don't hang out with vision assassins. Somebody shout amen. 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 Yes. That is amen. good preaching, Brother Scotty. Amen. Glory amen. be to God. Let me share a testimony with you that came in from last week. Boy, I'm telling you, somebody said, what in the world are we going to do after last Sunday? They said, what are you going to do this Sunday? I said, listen, it's God. We're just going to go hang out with him. He's the one that's got to cause it to come to pass. We had a powerful service in here last Sunday. I'm telling you, God, and we do every Sunday. But uh, this testimony came in from that service. Brother Scotty, I was thinking about today's awesome service, and it dawned on me. There was a time a few years ago. When I would have believed that everything that was said and, and, that, and thought it was wonderful, I would have thought that was wonderful, it was great for everybody but me. I couldn't get past my past mistakes and I felt so unworthy. I don't even know exactly when it happened, watch this, or maybe it was a, a, little, a, a little at a time over the last few years, but I'm free, capital letters free. Watch this. I know I'm accepted and loved. And I know all the good things you preach are for me. Somebody say for me. me. Say it's my season season. with no reservations. Thank you, brother Scotty. Thank you for giving us the truth week after week. What's this? Seeds are sown and the harvest can't help but come up. Oh, I want somebody in the house to shout, devil, Devil. you can't have, you You won't steal steal. my harvest. harvest. Oh, it's for you. I'm telling you, it's for you. Glory be to God. And I am prophesying over you as much as the enemy has troubled you. The Lord will anoint you to trouble him back even more. I'm telling you, we're in a season right now, coach, where the devil is trembling. Because revelation is coming forth. Understanding is being birthed. And you're going to, I tell you what, instead of the devil's been after you all week, it's, your testimony is going to be, I've been after the devil all week. And he's fleeing. Somebody say, amen. Amen. Now, guys, skip around with me because, you know, we're talking about people beginning to understand and believe whether or not they're worthy or not or or how how they can receive these things and and, and all all of those aspects of it. But Romans 12, 1 through 3 in the message. Guys, if you have that upstairs, I want you to, I've used this before, but I want to use it again. In Romans, I heard it again this week. Romans 12, 1 through 3 in the message. Y'all uh, kind of nod at me and let me know if you've got that. Uh, hope I'm not throwing you off, uh, uh, off uh, course too much. There we go. 
All right, that is in the, uh, I believe that's the King James. We'll read it in the King James. Let's do that first, and then I'd like to do it in the message. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable, reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Verse 3, for I say that through the grace given to me, everybody say grace. Grace. To everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. All right, guys, can y'all pull that up in the message? Do you have that? I hope you do. Uh-oh, it's going blank on me. Because I didn't bring it with me because I emailed you guys. Hallelujah. I love you, tech staff. Well, it's good. There we go. Thank you. Praise the Lord. See, God knew how to take care of that. Listen to this. I'm speaking to you out of a deep gratitude for all that God has given me. And especially as I have responsibilities in relation to you. Listen to this. Here it is. Living then, as every one of you does, in pure grace. Look at your neighbor right now and say, pure grace. It's important that you not misinterpret yourselves as people who are bringing this goodness to God. No, God brings it all to you. The only accurate way to understand ourselves, watch this, is by what God is and by what he does for us, not by what we are and what we do for him. Somebody say pure grace. I want to announce this. Grace is not a parking place. It's a launching pad. Do you hear what I said? Grace is empowering. It's not a parking place. It is not a place that you just camp out. It is a place where God releases things on the inside of you, where you begin to see yourself in a whole new way than you've ever seen yourself before. When you see yourself through pure grace, somebody say pure grace. Grace is a person and his name is Jesus. That's why you can send testimonies like that that say, I am free. Thank God I am free. And everything that God is saying and everything that God is speaking is for me. One more time I want you to say with me today, God God is not good to me me because I'm good. good. God God is good to me me because God's good. Grace is a person, and his name is Jesus. And you know what I've discovered this week? If any man be in Christ, he is a new... You know what that really says? He's a new species. And let me tell you what your species is today. Let me tell you what your race is today. Your race is not black or white. Your race is not male or female. It's not rich or poor. It's not from this country or that country. You are a part of, watch this, the grace race. You're not getting it. I said you're a part of the grace race. A new creation. We're a part of the grace race, watch this, and we run the race by amazing grace. We are a part. I want you to say it with me today. I am. A new creation, creation. I am am a part part of the grace race. race. 
And we run that race looking unto Jesus, not unto Moses. And when I say Moses, we can get examples from Moses, but we're not looking under the law. We're looking under grace. How oh, are you hearing me in the house this morning? Lord have mercy, I'm running out of time so fast today. But you know, in this season, season of understanding about grace, we have to realize that no matter what has defined our past, we refuse to let it define our future. I said, I don't care what defines your past. It's not going to, I tell you, grace is going to define my future. Grace is going to define the future of this church. Somebody shout grace, grace. So no matter what has defined our past, we refuse to let it define our future. And here's what I am saying. It is time to stop the enemy from robbing you of good moments in the present because of bad moments in the past. The enemy will do everything he can to keep you from enjoying today by telling you, even when you begin to get blessed, well, you know you're not worthy of that. You know that you, you really know you, you, don't, you shouldn't be enjoying that, and that shouldn't come to you, and blessings shouldn't come that way. He'll try to make you miserable even when God blesses you. But I'm telling you, it is time to put a stop to that because we are a new race, a new species. We are living in grace. We are walking in grace. We are filled with grace. And watch this. We are in Empowered by grace. I want you to shout with me today. I am empowered by the grace of God. Can I have about 10 more minutes? During this season of already, the already season where the grace of God is so freely. See, that's the thing. The grace of God has been freely poured out. It's just not being preached. Not everywhere. And if you don't preach grace, you don't preach the gospel. Thank you for those few amens. But during this season of grace, we are discovering what God has already done. One of my favorite passages in the Bible, and we'll talk about this for just a minute, and then we're going to close out. Turn to 2 Kings chapter 6. Now, let me set this story up for you a little bit. Of course, this is a story of, uh, of Elisha. And the enemies of Israel at this time, the king of Syria, to be specific, kept developing, Matt, he kept developing battle plans to attack Israel. And every time he developed a battle plan, Israel would defeat it before it could ever get started. And so the king said, we've got a traitor in our midst. Somebody is collaborating with the enemy. I'm going to find out who it is. Well, come to find out, wasn't anybody collaborating with the enemy. The Spirit of God was telling Elisha what the king was saying, even in his bedchamber. Somebody say, "Uh uh-oh. And so somebody finally put a word in the king's ear, and he said, listen, the reason you're losing all these battles is the prophet... Amen. Is hearing from God. The prophet is walking in the Spirit. The prophet has the gifts of the Spirit operating through him, and he's telling, the Spirit of God is telling him what you're going to do. And so the king said, I'll tell you what, we're going to put a stop to that. So he sent a whole army to capture two men. Two. 
Two guys. Now, he didn't go himself. <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> think he knew better. But he sent a whole army to capture Elisha and his servant. And so we, we come up on, let's see, verse 12 of, uh, of 2 Kings chapter 6. And one of the servants said, uh, the king said, who is, who is going to, uh, you know, who's been betraying us? What's been going on? And they said, none, my Lord, O king. But Elijah, the prophet who was in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. Verse 13, so he said, well, go and see where he is that I may send and get him. And it was told him saying, surely he is in Dothan. Just right up the road here. Y'all didn't know we lived in a, y'all knew we lived in a holy land. You just didn't know how. (laughs) So therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. Listen to that. Horses and chariots and a great army. And they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And the servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, here it is, what we talked about a couple of weeks ago. First thing he said was, do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. The season of already. Watch this. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he might see. And of course, he does. And the Lord opened his eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Somebody say already there. Here's the thing. Now you need to get this. Elijah didn't pray for the angels to come. He didn't say, oh, Lord, what am I going to do? Send your angels. This man that was so in touch with the Spirit of God said, Lord, he said, Lord, I tell you what, God, here's what needs to happen. The eyes of his understanding need to be enlightened. Open his eyes that he can see what is already there. What is already available during this season. What has already been promised by God. And here's the thing. In the natural, it looked like Elisha and his servants were the ones who were surrounded. Amen. Amen. That's right. But in the spirit... The army of the king of Syria were the ones who were surrounded. But it was a season of already there. He didn't pray for the angels to come. He said, open his eyes that he might see what has already been provided. I want you to declare with me this day. The angel, the angels of the Lord in camp around about us. Thank you, Lord. We walk by faith and not by. This was facts versus revelation. 
The facts were, what's this? They were surrounded. The revelation was this. Those who are with us are more than those who are against us. These are days, Paul, when we're going to walk in revelation. Everybody say revelation. Revelation. The angels are already there. The provision is already there. The victory is already there. And in Amos 9, 13, season of living, your anxiety is going to give way to the confidence that comes with seeing what is already yours in Christ Jesus. I want you to declare with me this day, I am raised up, seated with Jesus in him. One more example before we close today about our season of already. Exodus chapter 1, 1 through 5. Exodus chapter 1. You know, sometimes you can just skip over passages and miss so much. You know, like you're reading through the genealogy, like I told you a few weeks ago, man, right in the midst of genealogy, there's miracles. There's grace. What's this in the season of already there? Now, these are the names of the children of Israel who came to Egypt. Each man in his household came with Jacob. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. What's this? Verse 5. All those who were descendants of Jacob were 70 persons. Now, watch the parentheses. For Joseph was in Egypt. When you are following God, when you are walking with Him in the Spirit, when you are sowing in faith and in obedience, you are headed uh, to a place And some of you are already out there in your mind and you're seeing all these needs and you're thinking, my God, what am I going to do when I get there? What's going to happen when we get there? I don't see how this is going to happen. Don't you know there's a drought on? Don't you know there's a famine on? Don't you know people are starving to death? Don't you know? Don't don't you understand, Brother Scotty? ISIS is on the prowl. And now Ebola has come to the United States. And things are bad. And what are we going to do when we get there? And what's going to happen? When Joseph and his family, or rather Jacob and his family, when they got to Egypt, what they didn't realize was the place that they were heading to was a place that God already had provision waiting on them. Even when there were things that they didn't understand. Even when they didn't realize. And Joseph had to question God, why is all this happening to me? And why am I here? And I don't understand all this difficulty. And it seems like I'm losing the battle. But yet, when the time of the famine came, when the time for them to get to that place where God had destined for them to go where God had called them to walk when they got here it is when they got to the point of need the provision had already been met I want you to say with me today Joseph was already in Egypt I don't know where you're going today but I got a word for you wherever God's taking you Joseph is already in Egypt I said where are you going 
I don't know where God's taken you to, but I am releasing this word into your life. Joseph is already in Egypt. Whatever you need for that season and that place and that anointing that God has on you, I am declaring I'm about to get excited. Joseph was already in Egypt. The man God would use, watch this, to sustain his father and brothers was already in place before they ever arrived. Through Joseph, the foresight and insight, watch this, needed to guide a country through famine was already in place even before the famine started. But here's the thing. It looked like in the natural that the man was losing. The man who was going to deliver Israel, the man who was going to deliver his family, the man who was going to bless an entire land was in prison. Yes. Amen. Amen. Where people had forgotten him. Where it seemed like nothing was going right. But literally, get this, 30 days before Joseph was promoted to the second most powerful position, in that entire land, it looked like he was still losing. Amen. 20 days before he was promoted to the second most powerful position, it still looked like he was losing. Yes. 10 days before he was promoted to the second most powerful position, from prison to the palace, it still looked like he was losing. Amen. One day before he was promoted, to the second most powerful position in all of Egypt, it still looked like he was losing. 30 minutes. Before he got promoted to the second most powerful position in all of Egypt, it still looked like he was losing. Five minutes before he got promoted to the second most powerful position in the entire land, it still looked like he was losing. 30 seconds before he got promoted, it still looked like he was losing. But I'm here to declare you the season of already there manifested in his life even when it didn't look like it was going to happen and the superabundant harvest, he walked out of the prison and walked into the palace. Joseph was already there. I said, Joseph was already there. Hallelujah, Brother Stanley. So I am prophetically releasing over you this day. Glory to God. Yes. Your Joseph's already there. You're in a season of already there. Don't let the devil beat you over the head. I don't have time to preach the rest of this, but I'm declaring this is, this is for you today. I've got to say this before I close. You and I were lost in sin. We were without God. We were without hope. What were we going to do? No way to pay for our sin. No way to get right with God. No way for all of this to happen. But when we came to that place of need in our lives, when we came to that place of realizing that we were hopeless, God gave us a word. And here it is. The provision for our redemption 
was already there. The Bible says he was the lamb slain before the foundations of the earth. That means God back in the eons of time, back in that place, saw you and me. He saw us at our point of need. And he said, when the need arises, I want you to know that the provision has already been made. Thank God. Somebody shout, worthy is the lamb. Long before the sin of the garden and long before the sin that you and I committed, there was a lamb that was slain from the foundation of the earth. I want you to just say with me, God's so smart. Man, he is. He has got it all together. Let me wrap this up by saying this. God's blessing and provision will precede you and enable you to make the difference in others, not just you. You will see as never before the reality of 2 Corinthians 9.10. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You can count on it. Somebody shout it. It's already there. Shout it. It's already there. Shout it. It's already there. I'm going to get right to you, Miss Barbara. Hold on just one second. Let's all stand. Miss Barbara, you come stand right up here, okay? Thank you, Jesus, for that season. I bind every spirit of discouragement right now, and I command you to release the people of God in this house. I thank you that during this season, Lord, supernatural things are going to happen at a supernatural rate. And literally, Father, I am confessing over us that the toe of the sower is going to bump in to the heel of the harvester. In Jesus' name, God, I thank you. And Lord, I am prophesying in this house a season of open doors, of opportunities, that literally the timing of God is so perfect. We can trust you, Lord. We trust you with things that we don't understand. I'm sure there were times when Joseph had to say, What in the world is going on? And what about God's timing? But God's timing is perfect. Lord, we trust you with the timing of everything that needs to take place in our life. We don't have to strive in it. We don't have to worry about it. We don't have to try to manipulate it. Oh, God, we trust you for the timing of the manifestations in our life. And we believe that when we get there, you're already there. Joseph is already there. The provision is already there. Mighty King of glory. I release that. Whew. Lord, breathe it into people's hearts right now. Stir it into people's lives, almighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, that season of already there. Prophetically, Father, we release that into this house this day. And we thank you right now for your mighty provision in our lives. You have ways of doing things that are beyond our understanding, mighty God. But we trust you. I want everybody to say with me today, I will. Trust you, Lord. I will. Watch this. Trust your timing. Oh, can you say it again? I will. Trust you, Lord. And I will. Trust your timing.
Father, now we thank you for that. And we give you thanks and praise now for this season of already in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Thanks again for listening to Life Church of Mobile's podcast. Our services are held on Sundays at 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. If you would like to find out more about our church, you can visit us at lifechurchmobile.com.